independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. You know, I was... uh, Yesterday, we touched a bit on what took place. I don't want to talk about it for hours. You let it sink in. I told my wife, I said, uh, it, it hits hard. It does. I have to talk about it all day. And I did. I had to talk about it on my local show all day. Uh, I touched a bit on it yesterday. But it is it is awful. And there's, no, there's no other way to describe what took place. There is no other way to describe what happened yesterday other than the most vile act imaginable innocent children being slaughtered by somebody who's pissed off at the world who's angry with whatever he thinks the world has done to him his grandmother his mother abandonment issues whatever the crap he thinks has happened he decided to spill that out to everybody else You know, I, I I love Tombstone, right? I'm a big Western guy. You guys know that. One of the great parts in Tombstone, just before, you know, I'm here, Huckleberry, is the part where Doc and Wyatt are talking while Doc's in bed pretending to be really, really, really sick when he was just really, really, really sick instead of four reallys. And he says, what drives a man like Johnny Ringo? And he says, he's got a great big hole in his heart. This is black. And he never kill enough. He can never steal enough. He can never. That kid yesterday, that vile, awful human being. When you look at the pictures of him, and his eyes, you look at him because that's the same thing. That that for whatever reason, that pain that that kid had. Nothing was ever going to take that pain away, because for whatever reason he decided, hey, no matter what I do. To try to make myself happy. I got to inflict pain on everybody else. Maybe that'll take away some of the pain. But instead, what it did is cause pain. It destroyed lives. It killed innocent people. Children. 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 There's a reason when you go to prison... That even the most vile human beings who are killers, who are murderers, who are drug traffickers, they don't do things to kids. They don't do things to women. And if they find out you have, you're screwed. There's a reason for that. There's a code even amongst the worst human beings on planet Earth. How much worse could it have been? So as we find out more and more details about what took place yesterday, we're finding out that it looks like the person that got him was not a police officer, but an elite member of the Border Patrol who heard what was going on and headed over there. And rather than wait for backup, he engaged and killed him. He was injured in the process. But how much worse could it have been? been now we're going to talk i'm sure throughout the day about what are the red flags and the red flags are who gives a rat's ass he's a nut job he's a killer he's a vile human being 
He's calling out for help. I've already seen some of that, right? It's the gun's fault. It's mental illness. He's a horrible human being. If only we could have gotten him help. If you're at that point where you think you're going to go do a bunch of horrific things to human beings, eh, I don't know how much help it's going to do. Really. Because this sounded like something that was festering in his soul for a while. This sounded like something that was festering deep inside. You know, he was bullied. I don't give a rat's ass. A lot of people have been bullied in school. You know what happens? You move on. You learn. You adapt. And bullying is way different than when I was a kid. Bullying ended at 3 on Friday afternoon. Didn't start again until Monday morning. And then 3 Monday, it ended. Bullying is much different. I get it. And yes, he was a creeper. He absolutely was. Classmates of his, because he was still in high school, talked about his weirdness. He was kind of weird and creepy and eerie all around, so, you know. First thing I said when I saw a picture of him is, hey, it looks a lot like Richard Ramirez, Night Stalker. You ever seen Richard Ramirez? Seen pictures of that guy? The Night Stalker? Serial killer in southern, northern California that, that stalked people? Uh, that's why they called him Night Stalker. M.O. was pretty much the same. But when you looked at him, you saw dead in his eyes. You see pictures of this kid. You know what you see? Dead in his eyes. There's no soul. Nothing is in there. Nothing is in there. Vile, horrible person. Had troubles at school with other kids. Him and my ex-boyfriend got into an argument over Instagram about something, and then he turned it towards me, and then after that was, I hate you, hate this, random messages, like, for no reason. Yeah. Sent a message yesterday to some lady or some girl in the morning just before it happened about bullets, you know, or about things are about to fly and, and watch out, kids. And this seemed very premeditated. Not that he was going to kill people, because that was obviously never in doubt. It was he was going to target specific kids. Well, he was bullied by second, third, and fourth graders? It's just a vile. And we're here talking about it again. 19 kids dead 19 kids in the gun debate we'll probably have a little bit later I, I that gun didn't put him in the car didn't drive him over to the school and didn't fire on its own it didn't didn't do any of that I want to remind everybody, the worst school shooting we've ever had, whether elementary all the way through college, 36 people killed in Virginia Tech. Handgun. People that are bad, people that are evil, people that have designs on destroying other people's lives and killing. And killing. We'll do it. Absolutely. Local law enforcement received a call of a crash in an armed gunman in the close proximity of the school. At that point, the gunman was able to make entry into the school, and it just, just goes to show you the, the complete uh, evil 
that this suspect um, had, just shooting children, adults, anybody that was in front of him, he was shooting every single person. Yeah. Did he get what he wanted? Oh, we got a place in hell. And he's rotting there. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. We'll talk a little bit more about this today. In fact, the bottom of the hour, Buddy Dennis Foley from uh, from KTSA out in San Antonio is going to join us uh, not too far away from where that took place. What's the mood like in Texas? You know, Texas is one of these places where they're about, you know, you know, freedom and guns and stuff. And what's the mood like in a place like Avaldi, uh, a very small community? You watched the people get up yesterday, whether it be the, the the mayor or the, you know, the school district leaders or the police chief or any of the people. Everybody knew somebody at that school. Their kids had gone to that school. This, everybody's met. So think about that for a second. They have met. And watching the parents, watching, I, I, I tell my wife, the, the agonizing thing of all of this, and there's so much, the thing, though, that just tears you up in your soul, it just rips it apart, is watching parents not know the status of their kid. Watching their parents sit there. And one by one, kids are coming out and they're getting phone calls or whatever, you know. Hey, you know, uh, mom, I'm with Joey's mom and, 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 and we're, we're, I'm fine. And then realizing as things start to happen, as parents grab their kids, hold on to them and walk away, that your child hasn't shown up yet. And you're holding out that hope that maybe your child was just with somebody else's mom or escaped or, 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 or watching that. I wouldn't know what I would do if something like that happened. I wouldn't. I wouldn't know what I would do if something like that took place and, and, and my child was lost. Hope I never do. Hope nobody ever does again. But we know we're all going to be in the same situation, whether it's next week, next month, next year. Because we're the only freaking place on God's green earth that we feel the need to go out and kill a bunch of people. When we're pissed and angry. I just. You sit back and you think to yourself. You know. Where else? Where where else does this happen? And don't point to me. You know. I mean. It's like. At least if I can look over to Afghanistan. And say. Alright. You know what? They've got a war of wackiness going on in the 5th century. But we've just given them modern tools and technology to blow themselves up. Very few places does this happen, and no place on earth does it happen this regularly. It's crazy. It really is. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program, a lot of other stuff to get to today. Some fun stuff. It's Woke Wednesday. We're going to do some woke stuff. Don't think we won't. Again, Dennis Foley is going to join us at the bottom of the hour, uh, news director. Whether in San Antonio, talk about uh, the mood of Texas, uh, what's happening there, how how you know how are people dealing with it? They're waking up today to the realization that this is up there, right up there with Sandy Hook, past Columbine, past Parkland.
323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter. Tweet at us. Got home last night. Nice little meal. It was good. Uh, my little one came up and gave me a hug. Uh, they got me Omaha Steaks for the old Father's Day. And Omaha Steaks is doing something amazing. Because, you know, dads, you know what we want, right? Dads want steaks. Now, I have burned through a good portion of my Omaha Steaks package already, my Dad's Want Steak package. Uh, we've got two fillets, which we're going to do uh, probably Memorial Day itself, and a couple hot dogs left. But the burgers, the chicken breast, the hot, uh, they, they, they gobbled them up. They're gone. They're amazing. They're amazing. And, and caramel apple tartlets, there's a little dessert that comes with it, gone. The kids take it immediately. So right now, the Dads Want Steaks package is $99, limited time offer. You're going to get 16 mouth-watering entrees, and Dad's going to love it. And on top of that, you know what? Dad's going to be like, you know what? You did me a solid. I'm going to do you a solid. You can have a burger because you get burgers as well. Eight free, bigger, better, tastier burgers with the Dads Want Steak package. Don't miss out. 100% money-back guarantee. Dad will love you, and so will your tummy. Uh, so grab it right now. Give dad what he wants. The perfectly aged and ew, so tender steaks. You're not going to give him, you know I mean? You're just not giving him the best meal of his life. You give him a chance to grill, make some memories, eat some food. Visit omahasteaks.com. Type Benson in the search bar and order Dad's Want Steak package today. $99, 100% money back guarantee. You're going to get eight of their new bigger, badder, better, tastier, awesomer. Omaha Steak Burgers, absolutely free on top of it all. Uh, OmahaSteaks.com, keyword Benson. Remember, everything's backed by 100% money-back guarantee. Get it today, OmahaSteaks.com. Type in Benson in the search bar to get the Dad's Want Steak package today. Chad Benson Show. Serving up talk radio medium rare and dripping with irony, it's Chad Benson. What a great night to be a Georgian there, bye. Camp last night crushed Purdue. Purdue was the, uh, the guy that Trump got behind. Trump can't stand Kemp because Kemp didn't give him what he wanted, which was Georgia. Raffensperger, Secretary of State. He won his primary. He beat the person that Trump had back there. By the way, it wasn't even close in the Kemp race. I mean, you know, when all was said and done, it was a uh, uh, it was an absolute shellacking. I mean, they're, they're, originally they're like, he's up by 20 points, maybe 30. And then when everything was done, he's like, he won by 5 million points. I don't think that's real. Yeah. It was uh, it was a blowout. Thirty three points is what they said he was up the day before. He ended up by, they're still counting, but he's leading by fifty points. Fifty points. I'm gonna soak that up for a second. Fifty points. Raffensperger, who is the one who told Trump essentially, no, I'm not going to go find you more votes. No, I'm not going to do any of these things. It's not happening. He also won. So Trump uh, ended up really uh, his first two big losses. 
the other side of it, let's not forget that Georgia had passed those new voter laws and everybody calls Jim Crow on steroids and nobody's going to vote. Let's see. The turnout was high. The early vote alone was more than 850,000 votes in this primary, which is more than the primaries of 2018 and 2020. Republicans tonight are liking to say that this is proof that their new election laws didn't really stop anyone from voting. Democrats are saying that this is proof that those same election laws motivated their voters to overcome. Ah, that's like climate change, right? It used to be what? Global warming. But then you're like, well, that's only going in one direction. So if you say climate change, I could say, well, this is what brought our people out, even though you said that those people weren't able to vote. <sighs> Politics. It's a weird thing, isn't it? 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. We're going to get the uh, the sense of how people are feeling in Texas. They wake up after that awful nightmare in Evalde, Texas. Uh, Dennis Foley is a uh, news director out there at uh, KTSA, one of my former stations I worked at as creative director and talk shows. I'm still on over there. God bless it. He's going to join the program. We're going to talk about how things are going, the mood of what's taking place. Chad Benson, Joe. Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Before entering the school, gunman 18-year-old Salvador Ramos, a student at Uvalde High School, shot his grandmother at her residence. She is now in critical condition. Shortly after, the suspect crashed his car outside of the school premises where he engaged with law enforcement. That's how it started yesterday, and the scumbag is dead. Good riddance to bad rubbish. Killed by uh, what people are saying is a Border Patrol agent, part of a special task force. And uh, heard what was going on and the chatter, headed over there immediately and not waiting for backup by the sounds of it uh, as it was coming fast and furiously, uh, engaged. And in doing so, uh, got into a gun battle with the, I like how they call him a suspect. I'm going to say the guilty party because he's the only SOB there killing kids. Let's drop the pretend. What are you worried? He's going to sue you? Well, he was never convicted in court. Yes, he was. The court of life convicted him. The court of life did. Like I said yesterday, listening to the parents. Is the thing as a parent that right in the gut there was a shooter and we don't really know much of anything other than there's some casualties and we cannot locate my niece uncle showed up can't find my niece can't find her i don't i don't i don't know where she's at i can't i can't find her i can't find her where is she 
as an uncle who's super close to my, well, now they're my brothers and sisters. My mom adopted him. I, I, I couldn't. But as a father, couldn't even imagine that as a father. So when you first walked up to me, what did you ask me? If we could get to the uh, funeral, home. funeral home. Why would you ask me that? Because we can't find my daughter. I think about that. Can we get to the funeral home? Because I can't find my daughter. How long have you been looking for her today? <sighs> Since it happened. What are you worried about right now? She may not be alive. Horrible question. What are you worried about right now? What are you worried about right now? I don't, uh, I mean, what do you say? What do you say at this moment in time? I just, like I said, I got home last night. Give Charlie a huge, massive hug. Texted Jack, you know, you're 11. You're kind of over that stuff, right? Like, Dad, stop it, right? I'm a cool kid. It's just an awful thing. And that looking at the parents, and there was a primary going on yesterday, so they put the parents in like a convention hall because they didn't, you know, there was limited space. And, it again, I... I'm pissed. I'm at the point now. It's like, I just don't know, you know, the conversations we have all tend to be the same, right? Government's not going to fix anything. This is not a government problem. This is a human being problem we have. This is a problem we have. That we do these things to each other. That we perpetrate these things on each other that we attack fight shoot anger hatred i just don't get it i don't you know i was talking to my uncle last night you know he and i because we have a company but i i was asking him you know it's like everybody has anger, pissed off feelings. He said, Chad, every day I get on the freeway in Los Angeles, freeway in Los Angeles, I want to kill everybody around me driving. They probably feel the same way. But nobody acts on it. Brad Garrett from ABC News yesterday is a crime and terrorism uh, analyst. He tells me, Chad, you're not going to be able to do much. And the reality is, is 99.9% of people who even have those thoughts, that even harbor some real thoughts, never act upon them. But this guy did. My question always goes back to, as a human being, how do you walk? And, and, and what they're saying now is it was just one room. Just one room. Joining us now, uh, news director for uh, 550 KTSA, the mighty KTSA out in San Antonio, uh, Dennis uh, Foley. Dennis, uh, you're not too far away from Ovalde. Uh, what's the mood like right now in just, just not only the state, but just the area itself? Yeah, it's, it's, it's somber. You know, it's, uh, you know, you have 19 children 
die in a classroom along with, you know, their teacher and a coach or some sort of faculty member uh, with, with them as well. And again, we were learning, as you mentioned before this morning about, you know, they all died in a single classroom, a fourth grade classroom at this school. Um, so definitely, um, you know, a somber day, both yesterday, today, and, and I would imagine for some time in the future. You know, I found it interesting yesterday that we heard very little from Abbott. He released some stuff. He said some stuff. I expected a much bigger uh, kind of, uh, you know, coming out and giving a big speech. And we didn't really get that. Is it is it because he didn't want to turn this thing political? Uh, that I'm not sure. Um, and it was interesting because actually Abbott had the most information yesterday because uh, we were trying to get info all throughout the day. There were two news conferences in Uvalde, and they didn't really say anything during, other than the fact that there was no more active threat and that there were fatalities, no numbers, no details. And we only found out that there were 14 deaths initially from the governor, um, and he was tied up. He was not tied up. He was at an event up in Abilene uh, with wildfires going on there. Um, so uh, I will give him credit that we at least got something somewhere yesterday from him. Um, but I don't know what today looks like, if he's going to have any announcements um, or even for, hear more from local officials in a news conference sort of setting in Uvalde today. But And, and the details about you know, the classroom, that's from an uh, interview that people are doing. Um, but it'd be nice to have you know some sort of news conference or event that we can kind of get more details. Uh, talking to Dennis Foley, a news director, uh, 550K TSA out there in San Antonio. So what, you guys are about 80 miles away from there. Uh, and I've been to Ovalde. I mean, you know, if you live around there, you've been, I, when I first moved to Texas and I worked out there at uh, KTSA, I traveled all around there just checking stuff out. What the ta- It's a small town, what, like 15, 16,000 people? Yeah. Yeah. And it's also, I mean, for people not familiar with the area, it's kind of remote. I mean, it's, it's, you know, you're you're driving out in wilderness for a good amount of time to get out there from San Antonio. And then beyond there, there's nothing until you get to Del Rio on the border. Uh, it's it's relatively isolated uh, when you compare it to a place like the East Coast or uh, some other parts of the country. Border Patrol agent. Looks like it's the person who took him down. And I found that to be interesting. Heard something on the scanner. He had it over there. It was almost what they're calling an elite tactical member of uh, there's an elite tactical border agent and uh, went over there, which is, again, another one of those things is we're finding stuff out last night because we didn't find a lot out, you know, about like, did he kill himself? Uh, Did he die in the truck? Uh, How did any of this stuff happen? Uh, But it sounds like a border agent was the one who took him out. Yeah, and initially we were told by Uvalde police that he had been taken to custody, the suspect. Um, and we were finding out afterward that you know, the suspect shot two police officers, I believe, outside the school and went in, um, killed all the people uh, that we're hearing about today. And it was a border agent who went in without backup and was able to take him out. That is, that is just, I mean, it's it's... Uh, again, it's crazy when you think about it, and and I'm sure we'll find out more about the suspect. I'm sure we'll find out more. But you know, Texas is an amazing place. I love living there. Uh, it's one of the one of the few states I would ever move back to. I love Arizona. Uh, I love California, but now it's become because it's such a hot mess. But you know, it it it, it loves its guns. It loves its freedoms. Uh, even the liberals they they're not terrified of guns. They they love those things. So. 
seeing people with guns was never, you know, a, a, a worry. I remember, you know, it's like my son came out here a couple, you know, years ago and he never, you know, seen people. We have open carry. People are like, oh, my God, he's from California. And this is going to throw, you know, the gun issue right back in the spotlight. And on the other side of what Abbott is taking on is Beto. And, of course, Beto said, we're coming for your guns. And, and you know, everything becomes political. And I'm sure that fight is about ready to get, you know, you know, take off there in Texas. Yeah. And even on, I mean, yesterday we even had people in Congress talking about gun control. I mean, just hours after the shooting happened here in Uvalde. And, of course, we're here just, you know, Try to figure out what happened, and we, you know, from a political standpoint, you have politicians, you know, making statements about uh, gun control, and you know, some of the early stuff we're hearing about the suspect was, you know, he may have been bullied. You know, classmates kind of described him as eerie, a little weird. Uh, he dropped out of high school, um, and apparently had some sort of issue with, you know, his parents, uh, his grandmother, which led to that shooting. Um, and it, it, this is a story where it, it's. You know, there is definitely more there than just the gun aspect, but the gun aspect is definitely going to be the hot topic just because that's how, unfortunately, when these events happen, that's usually where it turns to. So what you guys just plan for today? Are you heading out there at some point in time? Are you sending somebody out there or are you just so tethered to what's going on? It's just it's just hard to get to. Yeah. So for us, uh, luckily, we have great friends. <laughs> and, uh, uh, so so it's a mix of uh, taking care of. Uh, working with our relationships, getting people out there and um, working through some issues uh, here. We had some storms roll through last night, which didn't help the situation. So we got other uh, other things that we're trying to take care of here um, and try to maximize. But we'll have people out there and um, get get a clear word on what's going on and help paint a clear picture. And then, um, you know, hear from hear from the community. What's what's how are people feeling? And you know, get experts on. Um, again, and we're not far from Southern Springs, and unfortunately, we have experts from that. Yeah, just horrible, just absolutely horrible. Uh, Dennis Foley, appreciate you coming on today. Uh, he's the news director out at Five Fifty KTSA out in San Antonio, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, brother. Thank you. Thanks. At Chad Benson Show, you should Twitter tweet at us, text the program. Uh, do love hearing from all of you. Uh, it's just, you know, I mean, again, like you said, he's, Hey, we're not far from, you know, where another mass shooting happened at a church. I mean, you, you, you turn around and I, I he's 18 the guy in Buffalo, 18. What in God's name is going on? Right. This isn't some hardened 50 year old who has gone through life and, and for whatever reason, life has just handed him a bunch of lemons. And rather than try to make lemonade, he's just walking around with a sour face. This is an 18 year old with a vendetta. Is it mental illness? Does it play a part? It's possible. There's no doubt the guy in Buffalo had a lot of problems and the red flags were everywhere. When you go to central casting, doesn't it seem that every time something happens, it's the same person that you would get from central casting? Who do we need? Loner, bit of an outsider, uh, has some problems at home, uh, doesn't really fit in anywhere. I mean, you could just check, check, check. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show. Twitter, tweet at us, text the program. Uh, last night, elections. Uh, well, not elections, but uh, you know the primaries went on. But we're going to have elections. And not only are we going to have the midterms, we're going to have presidential elections. 
And we saw what took place in 2020. We don't ever want that to happen again. The beauty of our country is what? The free transfer and peaceful transfer of power from one party to another. Giving up the power of being the most powerful human being on earth. Mike Pence was put in an awful position. We don't want Kamala Harris to be in a position. We don't want anybody to try to hijack an election because they think they can as a vice president. And that's good, right? We want to stop that from happening. Presidential election project, right? I want you to visit them because they're going to talk about why they need reform and why we all need reform of the Electoral Count Act and why it's so important. First and foremost, they want to clearly define the role of the VP to ensure that the role is beyond question. Ambiguities should be clarified. There shouldn't be a scenario where, like, you're not sure if that person should be able to make a thing and throw out the election results from the states. No, 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 no. We want that clarified. It's time to do that. I want you to go check it out for yourself. Go to presidentialelectionproject.com. Learn more today. First step, ensuring that Kamala Harris or any other vice president can't unilaterally say, hey, you know what? It's 2024, 2028, whatever it is, this election, we're going to change it. No, no, no. That's presidentialelectionproject.com. Check it out today, presidentialelectionproject.com. Chad Benson, Joe. You go, boy. This isn't about right or left. This is just about right and wrong. Right you are, Chad. The Chad Benson Show. Later today, that second shipment from Europe will land at Dulles Airport outside of Washington, D.C., part of the Biden administration's Operation Fly Formula. It will contain 114 pallets of Nestle Gerber formula, enough for roughly one million eight-ounce bottles. The First Lady and Surgeon General expected to be on hand when that shipment arrives. Yeah, and it's not just kids, by the way. Just to let you know, we were reading this, and I thought, this, what the hell is this? This is a headline. I'm a 28-year-old woman who has maple syrup urine disease, and she needs special uh, metabolic formula to live. And I'm like, what is this? So this woman has uh, a disease that uh, they call maple syrup urine disease. Uh, The body cannot process certain amino acids, just the building blocks of protein, causing a massive buildup in the urine. And what ends up happening is uh, after a couple days of not having the formula, she starts to deteriorate, her brain starts to swell, and eventually she falls into a coma, and she'll likely die. She said Abbott was one of the only companies in the United States making uh, uh, our source of protein. There's only 2,000 people in the United States that suffer from this. And uh, she feels upset because she says we're being treated as an afterthought. Well, I don't know if you're an afterthought. As a human being, I don't know if you're an afterthought. I just think that there is, uh, you know, there's millions of kids who are are struggling right now. I wonder, like, how did we all make it as kids? Now, I mean, she's got a disease, but I don't ever remember. Like, I think it was like boob to milk when I was a kid. This is back in the day, too, where our parents used to smoke and drink. Do you remember that? Okay, our parents used to smoke and drink back in the day. Oh, yeah, I'm six, I'm six months along. 
I don't know if I should have any more screwdrivers. Oh, because you're worried about the baby? No, because I got to drive. Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Horrible, horrible, disgusting, vile. You can say what you want. I mean, there's just so many things you could throw in to to what took place yesterday. It's a youngster describing what took place. Fourth grader. So all of this took place in one classroom, the shooting. All of it took place in one classroom. There was no other classrooms, and I think the reason for that is simply because the good guy showed up with the gun. If you guys didn't know what happened, there was all kinds of information, as things tend to be very fluid in situations like this. He was arrested. He took his own life. uh, He's on the loose. Uh, What ended up happening is he engaged with two police officers. Looks like he shot them. And uh, they're fine. But a person from the special unit of Border Patrol, so think of like Rangers of the Border Patrol or, or Green Berets or something like that, showed up, and he was the one who took him out. But before all of that happened, the shooting. We just hear all kinds of gunshots going off, like nonstop, like constantly gunshots. And the world over here all scared with- on the ground, fearing for our lives. Yeah, yeah. How did it start after the gunshot? So it's gunshots happening. What happened? She said, "Oh my God, there's a there's a gun." And then she, I, um, she said it was like a a big gun, like that, a big gun. She said, "Um, I'll hurry up and get on the floor." And then that's when she ran to her desk, grabbed the phone, and went over there where we were at, and she got down. And that was one of the teachers there, uh, right? So. They hear the gunshots. She sees what's happening and sees that it's a big gun. When the first shots went off, which was by the window, like, once we ran away, he saw us. Like, he saw the classroom, the our teacher and the students. He saw us. And then so that's when he started shooting. Then, like, smoke was on the air. Yeah. And, of course, as a child, what do you think happens? People freak out, as you should. Human beings, adults, kids, doesn't matter. You're facing a life or death situation. Over what? You have two days of school left. You're thinking about, oh, man, this time next week, I'm going to be chilling at home, playing video games all day or or whatever it is. All right, I got to go visit my grandma and grandpa or what, whatever it is. No, no. Now you're hearing gunshots and your life has changed in that instant. It is changed there was like a girl she kept crying and when she was like i don't want to die i don't want to die all kinds of her friends were like telling her we're not going to die and stuff but it was only one classroom all the children were shot in one classroom more more is coming out about the gunman 
you know, and, you know, again, the questions about did people know that he was wacky? Did people know that he was a killer? Did people, what were their quote unquote red flags? If you didn't answer within a few minutes, he'd spam you, even if you weren't like talking to him like that. Like if you'd say, hey, and you didn't answer and he starts question mark, question mark, question mark, which is you would think a little weird if you don't talk to someone. Somebody who was at school with him who'd say he hit you up on social media. And if you didn't immediately get back to him, he'd go off. He had sent, he tagged some girl on Instagram that he didn't know in a different state showing all the guns and talking about in, in like a coded way that, you know, where do you see what happens? Stuff's going to happen, you know. Uh, kids, you know, better start running. Things are about to fly. And then within an hour, he had done that. Now the question about the guns. The gunman, according to authorities, first turning his weapons on his grandmother. Authorities saying that he legally purchased those two AR-style weapons last Monday or after it, which was his birthday. They're now trying to understand to what degree this was pre-planned. And if anybody else knew about it, they are also trying to understand how this suspect seemed to slip through so many of the guardrails in place in this community meant to prevent an attack just like this. Yeah. And so when you go to the Evaldi School District, right, the independent school district, uh, when you go to their thing, one of the things they talk about is protection. You know, we're here to protect. We don't want kids to be afraid. And the way that it works is there's it's an independent school district. There are several uh, campuses. The, the, the resource officers tend to focus on junior high and high school. That's what they tend to focus on, junior high and high school. So that's where that ends up. You know, people like, don't they have a school? Isn't there officers there? We, you know, we talk about it all the time. You know, uh, no, what they, what they focus on and what they've talked about is yeah, we focus over here, uh, never thinking for a, a second that somebody is going to walk up and shoot people. People who have never done anything to you. People that have never, ever, ever, ever harmed you, made fun of you, any of that. Matt Gutman from ABC News talking to Ronaldo Reyes, the suspect's grandfather. Would he spend a lot of time in his room alone? Yes. Uh-huh. Oh, uh, sometimes he would go, I'd take him to work with me. Not all the time, but I would take him to work. And it didn't seem like he went to school very often. No, well, this past year he didn't go to school. He didn't graduate, but he didn't go to school. Hmm. Sounds like somebody's starting to change. Why didn't he live with his mother? They had a, uh, what you call it, a, probably problems or something. And so he came to live with you? Yeah. How long had he been living here with you? Maybe since February or March, somewhere in there. Falling out with mom, haven't heard the word dad yet, right? Fall out with mom, living with grandma and grandpa, starting to hear the patterns that seem all too often in situations like this. Did you notice that he was growing disturbed? Was he becoming no. upset? Was he, he any He different? was very quiet. He, he was very quiet. 
But where would grandma and grandpa understand that? You got to understand too. It's 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 something, and we're going to dig into it deeper. There's also a cultural thing there, in especially in the Hispanic community. You know that machismo thing. Oh, how can you say that? Well, first of all, uh, if you knew my family, you'd be like, oh wow, I didn't know. You know, it's like my uncle and I talked about this last night. You would never like my grandfather, Jesus Lamon. You would never know anything was wrong, right? For years, his back was a hot mess to the point where it pinched so bad his nerves that it paralyzed one of his feet, but he never stopped working and he never whined about it. You just don't do that. It's not part of the culture. And you know what? You don't go see anybody and talk about your feelings either. None of that stuff. None of it. No. And do you think grandma and grandpa would have known anything was going on? Did you know that he bought those weapons? No. Like I said, I don't like weapons. I no. cannot be around weapons. Because you have a record. Yeah. And you, it's illegal for you to actually yeah, be around. Yeah, I cannot be around guns. Yeah. So he couldn't be around weapons? Grandpa? But if he's posting crazy stuff on the internet, so that's that. I mean, think about that. He's posting stuff on places like Instagram and probably Snapchat and other places. Grandma and grandpa aren't seeing that. I didn't know he had weapons or nothing or, or this or that there. If I would have known, I would have reported it. But he's 18. And you know what? Thank God that he didn't kill you. I think his grandmother is going to survive, but. Obviously, the, the fight that they got into probably was the fact that she saw him starting to take off and do something. She saw the weapons, probably confronted him, and away it went. He was a disturbed, angry individual. And I'm sure we'll find out more about mom, what happened, where's dad, uh, a lot of things. At the end of the day, though, none of it is an excuse for the vile acts that he did none of it none of it none of it very few people in the world are truly criminally insane who have no idea the difference between right and wrong very few it's hard to find people there are people that maybe out of it mentally disturbed but do they do they have cognitive moments where they understand right and wrong probably but i will tell you what very few if you go back and look in history how many people have found truly criminally insane this guy knew what he was doing this this asshat knew exactly what was going on he had pain and he was angry and he was pissed at the world and he thought the world owed him something and because of that he was going to take it out on innocent people because he was bullied and life didn't give him all the things he wanted. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson, share us your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Love hearing from every single one of you. A little what's trending. Have a little fun. Got some uh, some wokeness. It's Wednesday. We're going to do Woke Wednesday. Don't you worry about that. Ricky Gervais is already in trouble for his new Netflix special. Uh, and I watched a bit of it last night. And, yes, uh, it's hilarious. I like the fact that he has to introduce himself, too. I find that to be funny as well. Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash chat. 
uh, created by Dr. Dennis Black, a naturopathic doctor for over 20 years, guy that was a former Green Beret, a, a Vietnam era helicopter pilot, a cancer survivor. Uh, just, I mean, this is a guy who's done a lot of things in life. He's lived many, many lives. And, in li- and, and, and really, in living many, many lives, he thinks this is the thing that may be the best thing he's ever done. It was great, Rough Greens. Vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega-369, all this incredible stuff. And he wants to get it out to your dog, to try it, to show you how healthy your dog can be just by putting this supplement on top of it. Right now, he's offering it to you for free. A two-week jump start. All you have to do is cover the cost of shipping. It has helped my dog doodle more than anything it has made him healthier and happier. He's got more energy, and he's still alive when we thought we'd put him to sleep several years ago because, well, he just didn't seem to be happy, and he was always in pain. How do you get it? RUFFgreens.com slash chat. Go there now. Get it. Bag absolutely free for you. Cover the cost of shipping. Roughgreens.com slash chat. Chad Benson Show. Reverence? Um, like, yeah. So what? It's the Chad Benson Show. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Ignition. Lift off. Now it's time to find out what's trending. What's trending? Yeah, what does that mean? I mean, something, right? Like it's trending on the old internet. What's trending? Let's find out what's trending. We know what the number one thing trending in the last 24 hours is uh, the shooting in Texas focused on things that aren't that warriors mavs played game four last night uh mavs won home very emotional game uh as you would expect it to be herschel walker won his primary uh uh you know uh, senate primary in georgia rather handily monkeypox still out there doing its monkeypox stuff Man, how quick monkeypox disappeared, right? Ricky Gervais causing all kinds of angst and anger as you as you think it would, even though it's, I, I don't know. Juneteenth ice cream. I continue to marvel. I just want to be in a room one time when somebody offers up uh, an idea of something they think is going to be a hit. That is completely tone deaf. Like whoever thought Juneteenth uh, ice cream was a solid idea is insane. If you don't know what Juneteenth is, now a federal holiday. June 19th, 2022 will be its first year. It's a federal holiday. What took place on Juneteenth was this was many, many years after Civil War. Eventually, the Union soldiers arrived in Texas uh, and told some, you know, 250,000 people, hey, you guys are free. You know what? I mean, this is uh, is over. This is done. Done. The announcement, uh, General Order Number 3 by Union Army General Gordon Granger uh, proclaiming freedom for enslaved people in Texas. That was the last state of the Confederacy. Uh, with institutional slavery. So somebody's like, you know what would be great? Chocolate, vanilla, Neapolitan, sherbet? I don't know. We'll call it Juneteenth. My God. Who thought of that? Somebody greenlit that. 
Head over to uh, Google. More Johnny Depp. Who would have thought that I'm like, you know what I might do today? I might watch some Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Just because, well, uh, I just take my mind off stuff. I'm going to watch two crazy, alcoholic, addicted individuals yell at each other. Or they're just, thats I mean, that's what it is. Honestly. If you watch it, you if you've watched any of it, you're like, yeah, that's kind of it, right? These these are people that are, in many cases, no different than a lot of other people who've gone through nasty divorces where there's been substance abuse or alcohol problems. It just the difference is is nobody's watching those people while everybody in the world is watching these, and it might be <laughs> sad to say. Your crazy antics might be a respite for today's somberness. Let's find out what else you've done, Amber. 323-538-2423. Once you crap in somebody's bed and you're not sick and you're not dying, I say to myself, I think you've... uh, I think you're the one. <laughs> you're the one who's caused a majority of this. You are. I even have friends who are super liberal that are women, you know, the, all the Me Too thing. They're like, yeah, she's nuts. <laughs> she's as bad as he is. This is one of those ones where it's a push. 323-538-2423. Let's have some fun. We need a little bit of that. A little Woke Wednesday straight ahead. Chad Benson Show. Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Just awful. And as we talk about it, you got to talk about it on a day like today. You do. Cuddled my little one really hard last night. Just get over here, Charlie. And she was playing, and, and I said, I need a big hug from you. She came over, gave me one of her big hugs. I'm like, it just couldn't even imagine that. You know, we, we were listening earlier to the grandfather of the suspect. You know, he, how's he feel today? That His grandson shot his wife. And then killed 21 people in their community. People, I'm sure that people he knows, maybe people he works with, maybe maybe friends, their kids were in that classroom. Their grandkids were in that classroom. And, you know, now it's going to be, okay, uh, let's find out. What else was out there that would have caused this? Let's let's go dig deep into this kid's social media. Let's dig deep into his his friends. Let's dig deep into his past. 
That school, part of a district with robust security measures in place, including lockdown protocols, threat assessment teams, and a digital program to monitor social media threats. But the shooter allegedly leaving a trail of disturbing social media posts, hinting at an attack. Investigators now poring over the gunman's accounts, where he reportedly sent videos and photos of guns to other users, even images of animal abuse. Second one, right? Because the guy that was uh, the shooter in Buffalo, what did he do? It's animal abuse, which is usually something that's reserved for serial killers. Not for mass murderers, but serial killers. So this is two in a row. Both, what do they have in common? Animal abuse and they're 18. What the hell is going on with kids nowadays? They're 18. Look, if you got a picture of a gun and you're a normal person, you go, hey, dude, check this out. Most people say, oh, that's pretty cool. Because you know, you're like, dude, I don't think that guy should have a gun. Even as a kid, I'd be like, I don't think that guy should have a gun. I don't think that's the person that should be uh, wandering around firearms there. Two reasons. Either he's an idiot and he's going to accidentally shoot himself or somebody else, or he can't be trusted. I often wonder, have our spidey senses not worked anymore? But even if you identify somebody, and this is that that argument that that goes on, right? With is it the gun? Is it mental illness? Is it this? Some people, just bad, horrible people. They're just evil. That's it. Some people are out to hurt the world, and they'll give you signs, right? Like they'll give you signs. Like they're they're they're. They're giving you signs. It's like, you like this girl. She's kind of, I don't know if she's into me. I'm like, dude, she's walking around, throwing it in your face all day. Right? And she's got a tattoo of your name with a big heart around it. Like, there can't be anything more, hey, would you like this? Right? This guy, red flags everywhere. Several classmates telling us the suspect rarely went to school, and when he did, he sometimes frightened students like Ureli Vasquez. He had scars on his face, and I remember somebody asking him, like, what happened? Are you okay? Because he showed up to school with them, and he just straight out told them, you know, with a smile. I, I did it myself because I like how it looks. Vasquez had also worked with him at a restaurant. Now investigators working to determine how and when the gunman assembled his arsenal, which included AR-15s, body armor, and numerous magazines. Yeah, if you're buying body armor, that, that to me, not the gun thing. To me, the big tell is if you're buying body armor, I feel like you're doing something. Now, if you're a if you're in the military and you're like, ah, they don't give me the crap I need. If you're a border patrol or cops or, you know, someone, okay. But if you're out buying body armor, I feel like that you're you're getting ready for something. And unless you've been like, you're five years old, you're worried about the end of the world and the apocalypse of the zombies coming to get you, and you're pretty straightforward and you're a normal human being and we can get that, okay, maybe I'll give that to you. Outside of that, no. 
His classmates at Uvalde High School telling ABC News the suspect was known for fighting and threatening classmates. Like, uh, Nathan Romo, who had witnessed part of the shooting, had once been friends with him. What did you do to prompt him to say, I'll kill you? Nothing. I, well, I used to be his friend, but then I told him, like, that I was going to start being his friend no more because, like, he was being weird with, like, not only me, but, like, a lot of other people. Guarantee you people at a school are going, we told you guys that was going to happen. But what do you do? Being weird, being a loner, being it's a cry for help. It's what it is. It's a cry for help. And the only outlet some people, in particular young men, seem to have is turn their hatred, their disgust, their anger onto other people. That's it. I don't know what else there is to say. Well, there's a lot to say at this point. How, uh, how, how much more of the red flags? But then you have to ask yourself the question. In a country that we live in, you can't just lock everybody's guns away that you think may have issues based on, because people are going to start going out and say, well, that person has issues, this person has issues, this person has issues, and, and, and just you can't. And we have rights in this country. I mean, think about all the people you pass probably every single day who were on the streets, who are mentally disturbed. You know they're mentally disturbed. Whether it was drugs that drove them to the mental illness or mental illness drove them to the drugs, but they're standing there with one shoe that doesn't have a soul, hasn't bathed in God knows how long, and is talking to a pigeon and believes the pigeon's talking back to him. Just don't scoop that person up and put him in jail. We don't. But there's got to be a real conversation about how we go about addressing these issues. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson, shows your Twitter. And we've got to do it in many ways without politics, meaning the powers that be, the people that have influence, not politicians, get together and have real honest conversations about finding a solution, then you take it to the politicians and say, we're not asking that you sit here and debate and talk about this. We're telling you, as the people who put you in power and can remove you, this is what we're looking for. Capiche? 323-538-2423, at Chad Menton Show is your Twitter. We need to change the conversation. It's time to take a deep breath. It is Wednesday, right? It's Wednesday. It's like last time I checked, it's Wednesday. And on Wednesdays, we, we uh, well, we like to get woke. We like to get woke. We like you guys to be awoken to the things that go on in the world. Uh, we call this little Woke Wednesday. This support group is for people who are so woke that they are finding it impossible to have any fun at all. It's that time of the week where we break it down for you and get you woke. Okay, everyone, welcome. Are you ready? Well, I try, but I find it deeply problematic. Now, I've actually always wanted to try a cheeky little taste of acting better than someone due to something arbitrary. You can try the patronizing special. I think you find it's pronounced patronizing. It's time for Woke Wednesday. That's right. It's time to get a little Woke Wednesday. So uh, where do we start? Well, Ricky Gervais. So Ricky Gervais, who... The Office, he did the original Office, and uh, I find to be very fascinating. He's a funny guy, 
very thought-provoking at times. And, and he's also in your face with everything. He's got a new Netflix special out. I watched a bit of it last night. I got home. I told my wife, I said, I need to watch something that has nothing to do with anything but laughter. I don't want to. She goes, okay. And I said, let's watch Ricky for Gervais. We got a little way in, but then the kids were running around. I'm like, you know what? It's too much concentration. Something I need to have seen before so I don't have to worry about it. But uh, it was hilarious. He was talking about funny women. <laughs> he goes, let's talk about all the funny women. There's Eddie Izzard. <laughs> Dame Edna, also a guy playing a woman. Uh, but the big controversy comes because, of course, there's talk of trans. Just a couple of minutes into Ricky Gervais's new Netflix special, Supernature, he starts making jokes about transgender people. No, I love the the new women. I know the new women. They're great, aren't they? The, you know, the new ones we've been seeing. The ones with beards and f***s. He also good. jokes about AIDS, cancel culture, wokeness. Glad tweets that the special is full of dangerous anti-trans rants, masquerading as jokes, and says there's anti-gay rhetoric, and it spreads inaccurate information about HIV. Supernature comes in the wake of the controversy surrounding Dave Chappelle's Netflix special last year, which also drew fire from the LGBTQ community. Of course it did. Of course it did. It's funny, though. Well, it's, it's mean. No, it's comedy. He's not directing it at a human being. Well, it's a whole group. Well, get more confidence in yourself. You're that fragile? Honestly, you're that fragile? Get more confidence. That's what helps. It's one of the things I always talk about is you can always tell how advanced the society is is how much they can laugh at each other and laugh with each other and, most importantly, laugh at themselves. If your movement's so fragile as to crumble when somebody pokes fun at you that's not good ricky of course did he back down <laughs> no it's funny because journalists say to me is there anything you wouldn't joke about and i say is there anything you wouldn't write about right. and i think that's where a lot of offense comes people mistake the subject of a joke with the actual target mm. and they're not you know they're not the same you can joke about anything but it, it depends what the joke is and comedy comes from a good place and ideally in taboo subjects because i do like that little <gasps> what's he gonna say just because you're joking about something it doesn't mean you're anti it or pro right, it. and i right. think that's the other thing i think a joke's a joke it, we don't right. mean it we're trying to make you laugh <laughs> right. it's a... yeah that's right there the number one thing a joke is a joke there's five thousand five hundred five people it doesn't matter right you try to make people laugh and you're a comic and you're getting up there and you're pointing out the insanity of so much his joke about oh i like oh that's the old kind of women the one with wombs no i'm talking about the new ones with beards and those ones cuz you can see the insanity right like if you took a step back oh that's kind of like i mean yeah i see what you're saying and I, I hate that when people think that a joke is a, a, the window to the comedian's true soul. I, mean, I pretend to be left-wing, I pretend to be right-wing, I pretend to be clever, I pretend to be stupid. Whatever makes the joke funnier. Right. Right. And most people know that. But it's like some people, who, they want to be offended. They go, that's terrible, you shouldn't joke about that. I once tweeted a thing saying, what's the one thing you should never joke about? thousand different answers. Yeah. I've said, if the left has their way, the woke left, not the, like, the real logical liberal classic liberal if the if the uber progressive left has their way jokes in the future will sound like this a non-binary person walks into a place that may or may not serve 
adult beverages. End joke. We don't want that. That's not good. That's not good. That doesn't help anybody at all. That's your wokeness. This has been Woke Wednesday. Are you awoken to all the things that you need to be awoken to? Everybody ultimately loses if what? If not, wake up. Thank you, comrade. I love the thank you, comrade. I was putting that together yesterday. I found that crazy socialist people. It's the one you always hear in like a bunch of my things where point of order, point of order, you know, stop using gendered language. And uh, could you please refrain from they call each other comrade. They're LARPing as communists. You're LARPing as people who in the 20th century killed more than any other group of people. Communists did. They killed more than anyone else. But you're LARPing like you're part of Che Guevara's squad. Oh, my goodness. Hey, here's the segue. Dad, you love him. Why? Because Dad taught you the right things. Dad was there when Dad needed to be. Dad loves you, right? All the things he's done for you. What are you going to do for Dad this Father's Day? I'll tell you what to do. You know what Dad wants? He doesn't want a tie. He doesn't want weird things like that. You know what he wants? Dads want steaks. Right now, the Dads Want Steak Package from Omaha Steaks, $99. Limited time package, 16 <laughs> Yummy, yummy, yummy. Mouth-watering entrees. And he's going to love each and every one of them. Now, I've gotten my box, and I only have a few things left. I think I have two fillets left, uh, maybe a couple hot dogs, and uh, I don't even know if we have any burgers left. We're going to do the fillets on uh, Memorial Day. Dad's going to love these, right? That's how early I was in the guy. I said, ah, my kids know what I love. Your kids know you. They know what you're going to love. You're going to get amazing, incredible deal. Here's a little wisdom from our buddies over at Omaha Steaks. Dad's want steaks. So when you give Dad the perfect aged... And also tender steaks. You're not just giving them the best meal. No, no, no. You're making memories. Chance to grill with them. You're going to love it. OmahaSteaks.com. Go there now. Type Benson in the search bar. Why? Because you're going to order the Dad's Want Steak Package. $99. Super special deal. $99. Bucks, and they're going to throw in eight Omaha Steak Burgers. Bigger, better, and tastier than ever. Absolutely free. Plus, there's a 100% money-back guarantee. Absolutely amazing. Dads want steak package right now. Go to omahasteaks.com. Type in keyword Benson in the search bar. omahasteaks.com. Keyword Benson in the search bar. Chad Benson Show. Set Chad straight. Text the show, 323-538-2423. That's 323-538-CHAD. Someone has to do it. Might as well be you. The Chad Benson Show. Ah. Hope you're doing well on this Wednesday. You want to tweet and text the program, feel free to do it. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Right? Love hearing from all of you. Uh... Just be so angry. Often one day, you know, I was listening to uh, Ricky Gervais. You know, some people are 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 angry all the time, right? They're offended. And it's like we talk about the woke insanity, and we talk about the wokeness, but the reality is, is uh, some people wake up and they're looking to be offended, and then some people wake up and they're just angry. And you're just like, I don't, I don't know how they get there. I don't, you know, but some people do. 
and and if you're gonna decide you 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 need to to leave this world uh do everybody a favor take yourself out first okay right if 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 your goal is i want to do all the damage i possibly can I want to kill a bunch of people and then kill kill myself kind of thing, right? So that's what you do. You over there are so pissed at the world that you think you need to take it out on all these innocent people, and then you're going to go out in a blaze of glory. Just go out in a blaze of glory then. Just don't kill anybody else. Go for it. Or better yet, take yourself out. Oh, Chad, are you advocating for suicide? No, but I am advocating for people like that asshat who killed all those kids yesterday and teachers, who shot his grandmother that yes, him, I'm advocating for it, and I'm advocating for him to do it before he does anything else. That's not very nice. No, some people are pure evil. Let's stop pretending that there are, aren't are bad individuals who want to do bad things. Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Little things in life. I'm eating a uh, peanut butter spread out over bread. Just a little snack, just one little piece. I took the heel. We, we keep some stuff around here because I work a lot. And we're just talking about off the air. It's the little things. This is one of those things. You appreciate, you know, it's one of those days where you wake up and you may smell the roses, if you will. Hold your kid a little tighter. Just kind of enjoying that, you know, just sitting there and just, like, it's the little things. Because yesterday was awful. Got home last night, told my wife, I said, I don't want to, you know, because usually it's like, what'd you talk about today? And uh, she knew what was going on. And I'm like, I don't want to talk about it. She was like, it's fine. You know, I just, I don't want to. This is not always good. But you've been talking about it all day. And I didn't want to talk about it. Because I knew I had to come in and talk about it today. You know, and we've been talking about it for the last couple of hours. And had some really interesting, you know, Things we're finding out about the gunman uh, live with grandma and grandpa shot grandma yesterday. Because apparently his mom and him had a falling out. Bought the guns himself when he turned 18, did it legally. And, uh, you know, there was lots of shocker red flags. Somebody just... uh, tweeted at me about this said bullying is the first and foremost reason this guy wasn't born mentally ill and a psychopath 
when he caused to be that he was caused to be that way by bullies in the same way so many young kids have been caused to choose to kill themselves uh, when they see that reporting bullies does nothing. And yes, I realize these dead children are not the ones who bullied him. Yeah, I'm going to disagree on that, and I'm going to tell you why. Uh, the reality is, is by the sounds of it, he did a lot of scaring and bullying himself. And we live in a world now where everybody gets to define what bullying is. So-and-so was mean to me. Like, we knew as a kid. There's a difference between us and, and the other generations. And there's always differences. Of course there is. But you knew what a bully was, right? Like, this guy's coming to take your milk money. I don't know who was drinking milk, but apparently a lot of milk was sold back in the days. They were, they were coming to take your money. Or they were meaner and they were bigger and they were all of those things. Uh, you know, but you knew, right? It was kind of like, uh, just like, like the groups were all kind of defined. But you knew. The difference is, is we dealt with it in a different way. We dealt with it a completely different way than people deal with it today. Now it's, 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 first of all, sometimes the bully doesn't get punished. They look at him as, or her as the victim. Uh, bullying doesn't end at three o'clock or two o'clock. Whenever the school goes, it doesn't end. Right? Because you've got the Twitter and you've got the Instagram and you got the Snapchat and, you know, and because kids nowadays live in a world of this virtual reality where life is only on those things, and you know you can't stress enough, uh, this isn't real world. Real world is where we interact with one another. So the quote-unquote, he was bullied, and that what made him do it, I don't buy it. Not saying he wasn't bullied. I'm sure we'll find out more. But as his classmates, and his classmates are going to have to sing a much different tune as they have been singing a different tune. It was like, well, of course we knew he was crazy. Well, uh, yeah, there was definitely some issues. I think we can all agree with that. Matt Gutman talks about uh, the missed signs. I've spoken to five of his classmates, about a dozen of the neighbors here in this community, and so many of them describe all of the prototypical elements of a lone wolf attack or someone who kept to himself, who seemed to enjoy inflicting pain on himself and others who almost never went to school, someone in crisis. So many in this community are wondering how all of these warning signs were missed. Because people keep to themselves, right? I don't want to be a Karen, right? I don't want to be one of those people that goes over and says, hey, I think your kid's losing it. The school knew. Just like the school knew about the uh, the kid that shot up Buffalo. They knew. Hell, he threatened to kill everybody at graduation. He did, uh, what, 48 hours almost in, a, in a, a mental facility where they could take a look at him, a psych ward, whatever you want to call it that doesn't offend somebody. You can see the warning signs. The question isn't if there's warning signs. The question, and this is the conversation we need to have. People aren't asking the right questions. The question is, we see the sign. We understand he needs help. We understand she needs help. How do we proceed? How do we go about getting in between him or her 
in either doing something bad to themselves or in many cases like this, doing something horrible to a bunch of innocent people. How do we do that? That's the question that needs to be asked. Is it take away everybody's guns? No. Because if you think yesterday was bad, try to take away everybody's gun and find out. I, I would tell you this. You'll have a Waco every five minutes. Isn't going to happen. It's in our Constitution. We're not changing it. If you can step away from the politics of it all, which is hard to do because within hours, the politics of it all cropped up. I was very disappointed in Biden last night. One thing Biden is very, very good at is empathy. And I understand the anger. I do. But yesterday, when I did my show, I took a deep breath, did my local show, it was very little about the shooter more about the families, the parents, those kind, because that's where it is. The politics is always going to come, but people don't wait anymore. Just like being first is more important in the news world rather than being right, people jump on something and say, we've got to run with it. And I was very upset because I thought I could see today coming out and talking about the guns. And what I can't see and what I, and, and what I didn't want to see was yesterday, once again, taking time that seven minutes he had last night, and instead of focusing on the family, instead of focusing on how we could get help to the community, it, it, it eventually became guns. I am sick and tired of it. We have to act. And don't tell me we can't have an impact on this carnage. I spent my career as a senator and a vice president working to pass common sense gun laws. We can and won't prevent every tragedy, but we know they work and have positive impact. When we passed the assault weapons ban, mass shootings went down. When the law expired, mass shootings tripled. The idea that an 18-year-old kid can walk into a gun store and buy two assault weapons is just wrong. What in God's name do you need an assault weapon for except to kill someone? Well, I've fired AR-15s. They're fun. I was talking to my uncle last night. They are fun. Now, do I think that people need them? I think that bad people will figure out a way to do bad things. We know that. You know that and I know that. But once again, we're not asking the question that needs to be asked. The right question is, who needs to be involved in the conversation and how do we prevent, how do we get in between somebody who is slipping from reality and isn't one of these people that is becoming a loner that you think they may, they may, they may commit suicide? Because you're dealing with them in a much different way than somebody who is thinking to themselves, they're going to kill a bunch of people. The question is, how do we move forward in that direction to get in between that hor horrible act that that person may act upon. 
rather than pointing blame. It's the bully's fault. It's this fault. He's mentally ill. It's, 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 how do we get to that point where we get in between that person and the gun and the act? If you find that, you answered a question that will save a lot of lives. But to do that, you first need to take out politicians out of the conversation at first. Because it's got to be the powers that be that can influence, that can go to the politicians and say, we're not asking, we're telling. We're all in agreement. This is the best thing. And if you don't want to do this, we'll find other people that will, which means we'll replace you. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. Love hearing from all of you. Rough Greens, ruffgreens.com slash Chad. Rough Greens is a basic. Give it to my dog, Doodle, every single day. Doodle loves it. Now, why does Doodle love it? It's got vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega-369. The, the, the man who put it together has lived a thousand lives, done amazing things. Uh, Dr. Dennis Black is a naturopathic doctor who has done all these amazing things, but this is, he likes, in many ways, it's kind of his crowning achievement. He wants to make sure that dogs can live healthier, happier lives. He grew up around animals, wants to see animals healthy, and it is incredible. Sprinkle on top of my dog's food. I didn't change anything. And lo and behold, years later, Doodle's still up and about energetic as ever, and I love that. Only thing we changed was the rough greens on top of his food. Right now, he wants to give you a bag absolutely for free. RUFFgreens.com slash Chad. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. You go there, you're going to get a bag for free. Just cover the cost of shipping. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Chad Benson Show. If you like talk radio like Chad Benson likes his meals... You've come to the perfect place for takeout. We passed historic tax cuts, raised teacher pay, and brought the two largest economic development projects in state history to Georgia. That right there is the voice of the Georgia governor, Mr. Kemp, who last night defeated uh, David Perdue, who was running. Uh, he was uh, Perdue was supported by Trump. Kemp, the current Georgia governor, uh, Trump had a falling out with because uh, he didn't win Georgia and felt it was stolen from him. And so he went gangbusters out to destroy uh, Kemp. And uh, let's just say the boat, way, the boat race of camp over purdue was real i don't know what the final numbers are going to look like but when last checked and i do mean last checked he was up by 50 points that's a whooping that's what that is big time big time on the other side of things there was oh you know one of these situations here that took place in Georgia. And what was it? Well, Georgia 
has been told by many that uh, the voter rights bills, which they passed and the, their acts that, you know, the laws that they passed were evil and they they were bad and that they were Jim Crow on steroids. And remember, the 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 all star game was pulled out of Atlanta last year. For how dare you? And took into a state that was predominantly white with with voter guidelines that were similar to what you saw in Georgia. So that must have mean that no Democrats voted yesterday. No people of color voted yesterday. The turnout must have been small. The turnout was high. The oh. early vote alone was more than 850,000 votes in this primary, which is more than the primaries of 2018 and 2020. Republicans tonight are liking to say that this is proof that their new election laws didn't really stop anyone from voting. Democrats are saying that this is proof that those same election laws motivated their voters to overcome. To overcome what? An ID? Voting early still? I mean, I mean, what did you overcome out of curiosity? Oh, my goodness. So he will take on Stacey Abrams. Of course, Abrams, who wanted to be the vice president. She also wanted to be the governor of Georgia and she felt that it was stolen from him and the media backed it up. It was stolen from Stacy. Totally stolen from Stacy uh last time even though she lost by like 80,000 votes. It wasn't even close. I mean 100,000 votes. But it was stolen. 4 years ago I warned about the failure that Kemp was going to be and 4 years later I'm going to prove that he was the wrong choice for Georgia. Uh What? Georgia's doing all right. Kemp's done a pretty damn good job. I mean, every governor has their issues. Let's let's not pretend that they don't. So, but, you know, you, I feel like you're just, you're fighting a battle here. I mean, you wanted to be, I mean, she wanted to be uh, vice president. She lobbied for that gig. She, like, super lobbied for that gig to be vice president. Do I think she has a chance? I think things are good right now. In, in Georgia. Uh, I think the Democrats are going to have a tough time uh, in Georgia and across the country. I think with gas prices through the roof, I think you're going to find that things are, are, are going to be tough, 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 even with the abortion issue. And, and, and that, I still think, at the end of the day, it's about the pocketbook, the economy, stupid. And the reality is, uh, what have we heard over and over again? They don't trust the Democrats when it comes to the economy right now. So uh, I don't think she's going to win, but you never know. That's why they vote. And if she loses, I can guarantee you it's because it was stolen and or blocked from her. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Chad Benson Show. Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. 
politicking of Valdi, Texas, taking place. The back and forth of of who gets to get in the, you know, who gets to get their their five minutes here, their ten minutes there. Yesterday, I mean, it, it's it. I mean, they're still searching. They're still looking. And Chris Murphy, senator from Connecticut. Uh, got out there and he, you know, on the floor, right, on the floor to talk about guns and what took place. I mean, Sandy Hook, this was, I mean, I, I look, totally understand. But I'm here on this floor to beg, to literally get down on my hands and knees and beg my colleagues, find a path forward here, to find a way to pass laws that make this less likely. I understand my Republican colleagues will not agree to everything that I may support, but there is a common denominator that we can find that may not guarantee that America never, ever again sees a mass shooting. But by doing something, we at least stop sending this quiet message of endorsement to these killers whose brains are breaking, who see the highest levels of government doing nothing, shooting after shooting. Yeah, okay, so what's your plan? I mean, I think that's a fair thing. What's your plan? Well, we need to get these things out of here. Okay, so you go and you get these things out. Of. You've already said there's no guarantee that this won't happen again. So you're going to tell people that haven't done anything, you need to surrender your stuff because people who are mentally deranged, people who are angry, whatever it is that is driving people, people that are just straight out evil, you have to give up your stuff because other people cannot control themselves. There's the problem I think a lot of people have. You know, the Marjorie Taylor Greens of the world, everybody runs to their to their okay, what side do I need to be on? What side do I need to be on? Right, so you've got you've got those individuals who are like, we need to take away this, we need to take away that, we need to ban this, we need to ban that, and the other side. We can do a lot of things, and Texas has done a lot of things after the Santa Fe shooting. Uh, obviously, we have to do more. We have to harden these targets so no one can get in ever except through one entrance. Maybe that would, would help. Maybe that would stop someone. We know from past experience that the most effective tool for keeping kids safe uh, is armed law enforcement on the campus. Well, I mean, that's didn't happen with Marjorie Taylor Greene. It's who's who's the person that's armed yesterday. The person that stopped him, the good guy who stopped him, it's not a police officer. When the police arrived. Uh, they got shot. It was actually a Border Patrol agent. Who heard what was going on in the scanner? headed over there part of a tactical group kind of like uh, think of uh, SWAT or the Rangers or whatever you want to think about when it comes to the uh, an elite group of Border Patrol agents and without backup went straight in there engaged and and killed the gunman but everybody's talking about the same thing we need to give teachers guns we need to do this first of all how many teachers do you trust with guns I have a lot of friends who are teachers. I don't know if they're in that position ready to roll.
I don't. Let's be honest. I mean, I get it. Right? You want somebody who can handle it. Now, maybe there's a person in the school that, and a lot of schools do, they have a retired uh, you know, guy or gal was in the army and the military for several, you know, years, maybe a few decades, and now has has taken their GI Bill and become a teacher, and and that that person may be in a position where you want to, you know, train that person. You don't know who that person is, by the way. Maybe that's it. Maybe maybe you treat it such as an air marshal. But the fact that we have to talk about this, we continue to skirt the issues of. Let's stop having the same conversation. Of Let's take this away and let's take that away. The conversation needs to be, how do we reach people that we know are starting to lose it? And it's not even just about people that are going to go out and, and harm others. You know when there are people starting to slip. You know when there are people that are starting to, to move away from reality and get to a point where they may harm themselves and in some cases may harm others. How do we reach those people before? They do that. And in some cases, no matter what we do, no matter how hard we try, no matter what ends up happening, there will still be people that do things. There will still be people that are awful, horrible human beings, and nothing's going to stop them from doing something evil. We need to continue to try to focus on preventing this. We, we can't stop bad people from doing bad things. They're going to violate murder laws. They're not going to follow gun laws. I've never understood that argument. Yeah, and that's the reality of it. Bad people who want to do bad things are not going to stop doing the thing that they want to do because there's a law in place you know who does that law-abiding citizens well this person bought this gun this way yes he did he went out and bought it legally but we're hearing story after story of issue after issue that he had story after story issue after issue that right there was Texas AG Paxton talking about, you know, bad people are going to do bad things. They're going to find a way. I mean, I always go back to this. Timothy McVeigh with a rental truck, some ammonia and fertilizer built a makeshift bomb that didn't work as well as it could have and killed how many? If somebody wants to do something horrific, they're going to find out a way. Whether it's driving a car down the sides, you know, the side of the street, or whether it is is finding a way to buy a gun legally, uh, but making sure he he probably he bought this what last week they're saying, and he went out and did this because I think he knew people were starting his friends in particular, people that had known him, starting to realize he had slipping big time. In fact, this is what some people are saying about the fact that he was having more than a few issues. One of his friends who says hadn't seen him in a while said that he uh, sent him a picture last week with the guns, with all of the ammo, and asked him, what'd you do? Where'd you get that? He said he just bought it. And uh, why do you need all that? He said, don't worry about it. Said you wouldn't even recognize who I am anymore. 
He obviously knew there were issues. That person. He went on to say, look, yeah, he got picked on a little bit. With He had a lisp and he had a bit of a like a stutter or something. Uh, but at the same time, he did, a, by the sounds of it, he was going around, he was egging people's houses and vehicles and shooting random strangers from a car with BB guns. How do you get to that point where you have common sense reform that isn't about punishing people who've done nothing wrong by taking something away? If you think for a moment that the NRA woke up yesterday morning or people who support the Second Amendment think, oh, thank God that a bunch of kids got shot so we can go out and defend ourselves by being told what, you know, what kind of horrible people we are because we believe in the Second Amendment and we have the right to bear arms and we haven't done anything wrong. You're an idiot if you think that. You know, inevitably, when there's a murder of this kind, uh, you see politicians try to politicize it. Uh, You see Democrats and a lot of folks in the media whose immediate solution is to try to restrict uh, the constitutional rights of law-abiding citizens. That doesn't work. No, it doesn't. It doesn't work. But alas, this is what we're going to have. And that's what the battle's going to be and the questions that should be being asked on a daily basis about when it comes to stuff like this is how do we get between a person who we see slipping and get them the help they need when we understand that there, there may be an act coming? That is violent. And we won't get it right. We won't prevent everything. And there'll be times there'll be mistakes where some people are just odd. Odd doesn't make you a killer. It doesn't. Because if odd made you a killer, there's a lot of people out there that are odd. A lot of people be killers. Some people are just quiet. Some people like to be alone. Some people, you know. But this guy put up red flag after red flag after red flag after red flag flag but do i expect a 16 or 17 year old it just goes god that guy's creepy maybe they tell mom and dad but you know what do i expect them to be the ones that alert the police well maybe they need to learn maybe maybe one of the things we need to be talking about is hey kids see something say something i'm not talking about snitching on somebody you don't like because you guys got in a fight on instagram but you guys start to see people start to slip you know what i'm talking about withdraw from society no longer take care of themselves, cut their faces like this guy did. Mm. Maybe it's time for a real conversation with somebody. But you can't force them into counseling. There's a lot of, but these are conversations. These are the tough conversations. And will we have those conversations? No, because it's just easier to go, well, let's go after the gun. And it's just, it's easy for everybody else to say, your hands off my guns. Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. Love hearing from every single one of you. I do. So I'm going to go see Jack this weekend. His mom tells me the other day, "You need to have you need to have a conversation with him." I'm like, okay, like, uh oh, he stinks. I'm like, he's a like a twelve year old boy. What'd you expect? Of course, they're smelly, <laughs> stinky. Yeah, she goes, he just he stinks. I'm like, I get it, he stinks. 
And so, uh, you know, I'm like, well, you know, just put the Eden Pure air purifiers everywhere. That'll take care of some of the stink. Some of it's hockey bag. He drinks his hockey bag in the house. I'm like, dude, you cannot take your hockey bag in the house. If you guys know anything about hockey, hockey bags are the grossest thing in the world. They are. And you air them out so they only stink kind of bad. But yes, they're gross. I said, these things will kill it. Kill the odors and then do it in a second. They're amazing. You never have to buy a filter. I'm heading towards 200,000 units already sold. Right now, I'm going to save you $200 on a three-pack. And it only takes a minute. You plug them into the wall. You don't do anything else. Boom. Away it goes. The OxyLeaf 2 Thunderstorm. Free shipping right now. $200 savings. You're going to get a three-pack. It will change the way your house smells in an instant. I don't care if it's stink like hockey bags, stink like kids, stink like litter box, stink like uh, somebody cooked fish in a microwave, stink like smoke from a cigarette. You watch what happens. Go to EdenPureDeals.com right now. Use code CHAD3 to save. EdenPureDeals.com. Use code CHAD3. You will save big and you will smell the difference. EdenPureDeals.com. Use code CHAD3. Shipping is free. Chad Benson Show. Check out our Chad Benson Show Facebook page where you can hang out or hang your grievances out to dry. This is Chad Benson. Sometimes you just need to take a step back and go, you know what? I need... Just pure entertainment. They're coming. Obi-Wan Kenobi stars Ewan McGregor once again playing the famed Jedi as he did in the second Star Wars trilogy, and Hayden Christensen is back as Darth Vader. You know, obviously, we do have these huge, iconic characters, and we're in between two trilogies. Deborah Chow directed all six Obi-Wan episodes. For us, we were very much trying to respect the canon and, you know, not break anything. But at the same time, we also needed to tell a new story. And- the first two episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi debut Friday on Disney+. Plus. And they got to go up against Stranger Things, which will also come out for, I think, uh, seven episodes. The old uh, Stranger Things come out Friday. I don't know if there's more behind that or if the final season is only seven episodes. It's a, it's a busy weekend because you've got that. And, of course, you've got Maverick, the Top Gun movie, which I thought Top Gun was okay. I didn't think it was like, I was like, that's all right. I mean, it wasn't like, but I, to be honest, I'm kind of interested in seeing this. I am kind of interested in going to see the old Top Gun. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. So I'm going to go see that. I don't know if I'll take the kids this weekend. Going out to L.A., I just, I'm not looking forward to the gas prices. I I just, in a travel weekend. It's crazy. The numbers are going to be massive still. The unofficial start of the summer this weekend could be the busiest ever. More than 12.4 million people are expected to fly between tomorrow and Memorial Day Monday. The busiest airports, Atlanta, Los Angeles, Dallas, Denver, and New York's JFK. On the roads, nearly 40 million people will travel 50 miles or more from home, even as gas prices soar. The national average at 4.59 a gallon. Yeah, so we're going to be traveling. Uh, I always do this. I was like, okay, so if I go and I get gas here and I fill all the way up in Arizona 
And once I cross into California, do I have enough to get to where I'm going and to turn around and get back here so I can fill up again without having to pay those insane prices? Can I do it? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I doubt it, though, because we're going to be, you know, family's coming out. We're going to be hanging out watching Jack play his first, you know, tournament hockey game. He's so nervous. So excited, but so nervous. He's like, Dad, what if we lose? I said, well, Jack, it's your first tournament, right? Right? You guys are new, right? You're playing against some other teams that are also new. It's not like you're playing in the super bracket. It's a learning experience. But the most important thing, and I just remind this, and that's why kids in sports, I tell this, is is you learn teamwork. You learn how to overcome things. You learn about you know a lot of different things. But you also build lifelong friendships. And I don't think that can be pointed out enough in a day and age where kids go indoors and they play video games all day and and they draw away from society naturally by thinking that the society that they're hanging out with inside the meta world or games is the same thing and it's not it's not i'll tell you this i have friends who are still very good friends of mine, and we were playing soccer with each other at five, six, seven years old. Talk to them almost on a daily basis. You build certain relationships, and it's important. You guys have a fun day. We got you over the hump, as we always do. God bless you all. Night-night, Jack. This is the Chad Benson Show.